pass fuck. <laughs> it's just a pass me. Jesus fucking Christ. Is it the happening? house? Is it us? Ah, we're cursed. Yeah, fucking Christ. Golly. Sure wish I was bread. <laughs> Hello. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to Sister X the Podcast. Hi. I'm Rose. I'm Stephanie. I wish I was bread. <laughs> Everybody does. Carbs. <laughs> Carbs. <laughs> Um, this is the True Crime Podcast, where we talk about murder, mayhem, and madness. madness. Um, lots of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes! Right now, um, we are quarantined, <gasps> social distancing, all that fun stuff. Shelter. It's not a shelter in place, it's like a stay at home. You should stay just... Stay at home work. Yeah. So, I have a quick question. Yes. I What's, have an answer. So both of us are introverts. We like going be inside. So this is like great for us. Yeah, this is fine. We have no reason to go outside, and we don't have to feel guilty about not going outside. Valid. What's your favorite part about staying inside all day and just being able to not stress about it? Like it's weird. So like it's now being introverted. So before, it was like I love being at home, but also it like kind of like blurs into like your regular life. So I don't like necessarily, like, jumping out of my comfort zone, like, all the time. Yeah. So being at home is kind of like, oh, I can be introverted with a purpose. Yes. It's like a sense of validation for being... I'm helping. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing my part. I'm doing my part. By laying on the couch playing, like, WWE wrestling. So my favorite part is a lot less uh, meaningful. <laughs> I just don't like wearing a bra. <laughs> So I don't have to go places, so I don't have to wear a bra usually, and then nobody can come over, so I have to put a bra on for that. Fuck that shit. I have to put a bra on for work, and it sucks. <laughs> but that's what like, it is. I definitely love, I'm, I'm loving the, the leisure aesthetic of it. We still, we still go to work. Uh, we're yeah. a essential. Oh. <laughs> Panic. But like... I don't know, like, going home, because, like, I don't know what everybody else's routine is, but I come home, and I, I take a shower, mm-hmm. and I, like, de... Get all the ick off. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. de-grossify and de-publicify myself. And then yeah. getting home, I was like, oh, I get to wear my jam jams. It's gonna yep. be so good. Oh, all I wear is sports bras, so I don't have... I don't share that struggle with you. It's okay. Anyways, Stephanie, you have a story for us today. I have a story. We are going to dive into another tale of murder, mayhem, and madness. Woo! Woo! Okay, I'm going to go... Brace yourself, because we're going into a fucking rant. Hot take. Hot take. Um, Not to be confused with the tagline from Netflix's original shit show, Tiger King. We had that first. I'm just going to... It sounds, like, really stupid that I even want to, like, mention it. But we had it first. Before. Before the Tiger King rose. I mean, to be fair, chances are they had that in... I call In production. But, and, and, again, to be fair, we did not make that up. (laughs) I... But what? I do feel personally attacked. I, <laughs> I don't like the, what we what we have as a tagline being attached well, to that. Yeah, well, it's because three people have brought it up now, and I was like, yeah. "Oh, that's kind of funny." Oh, Tiger King was like, "Shit, look at that!" And I'm like, "Motherfucker!" This is before I'd watched it, and I was like, "Oh, well, now I definitely don't want to watch it." But I made her watch it. But like, we I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm still claiming we had it first. We're better. We're better than that. And you know what? Fucking fight me, Joe, and fuck you, Carol Baskin. Fucking punch you into the sun. Fuck all of them, Mama. 
they're all terrible. Like except I, for the tigers. The tigers are innocent. But like I can go on like an hour long tangent on just that show. But that's not why you yeah, guys are here. No, you guys have all. We've all done it. We've all yeah. had our tangents. Driven our families crazy. You don't want to hear us going on tangent. We already did it. I digress. I digress. Anyways, anyways, today we are gonna crack the seal on the Chicago Tylenol murders. No, no, not the seal. Not the seal. Get it? It's a pun. I get it. I get it. Get it. Oh, are there seals involved too? Oh, oh! I wish there was actual Maybe a seals. Seal did it. Oh. <gasps> Nobody you just would like suspect him. He's like there. You open the bottle and just. The seal's broken. The seal's broken. The seal's broken. You just go. So where, where we, where we're from? There's a lot of seals. Sea lions. Sea lions. Big old boys. Big, Big old mean fucking. Boys. They're mean. They seal your fish. It's a fucking crisis. Uh, but I just imagine like. One, like, you look over and you hear, like, all the seals, and there's one that's going, moo. <laughs> fucking seal's broken. Seal's broken. Seal's fucking broken. I remember, because my best friend, her house growing up was right by they, the rocks. Oh, yeah. It's so when I spent the night, so it was just constant, like, or 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 now, where I live, ur, ur. I get to hear trains unloading and loading all night, <laughs> and they make these fun noises. It sounds like, you know when um, people play crystal? Yeah. And they do the, wee. Sounds like giants playing crystal. Because it's like these oh, like weird. But you know what? After the sea lines, I can sleep through anything. No, yeah. Uh, I used to live on the trolley line. And yeah. so it's all like, it's soothing. Come on, come and now on, I live on a max line, so I still hear it. It's like soothing almost. Yeah, I could yeah. sleep like, if I, like, when at your wedding we were out, we went back home and like we're out in nature and we're in cabins mm-hmm. and stuff. And it was dead silence. Minus, like, fucking coyotes and stuff, but, like, <laughs> that were, it sounded like they were having an orgy outside of my window. But, like, a satanic orgy, not, like, a cutesy fun one. Like, oh, you mean, it like, was like, South Park holiday critters? Yeah, it was weird. Did you not hear it? Like, I, I woke up and I was I like, oh, fucking weird. Like, can I go outside? Because now I'm stressed out about it. <laughs> It was very spooky scary. Thank you for not stressing me out about that. <laughs> oh, no. Like, <laughs> I was like, there are shit. Day's fucking ruined. There's children everywhere. Oh, my gosh. We are getting so sidetracked. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tylenol murders. That's Tylenol. what we started with. All we right. started with a seal joke. And it seal ended joke. up with the wedding stuff and boxes. <laughs> All right. So, yes. The Chicago Tylenol murders. Oh, no. In case you have not heard about these little ditty or ever wonder why we have those super hard-to-get-through tamper-evident packaging on damn near everything, this is why. This is why it ruined our days. And if you just don't have nails, it's really hard to get in. While it seems like a pretty self-explanatory name, <laughs> the Chicago Tylenol murders was a series of poisoning deaths that occurred in the Chicago metropolitan area in 1982. The method to their madness, you guessed it, it's Tylenol! Oh. Tylenol capsules in the ultimate pain relief betrayal. <laughs> the capsules have been laced and replaced with deadly potassium cyanide. Do you like that? <laughs> the oh ultimate God. pain relief Tylenol's fault. Like, it is. Like, I took you for back pain and now you're killing me. You open the bottle, the Tylenol has a tiny knife. Hey. <laughs> oh, it's like the person that does like the little trend. doodles on like the videos, the, the cutesy. Oh, like doodles? Fucking love those. There's a whole separate of it. It's amazing. It's, but yeah, it's murderous Tylenol. I was like, hey, I gotta get ya. <laughs> fucking fuck you. Fuck you up. <laughs> fuck you up, bitch. So let's talk about the seven known victims of the murders. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun, dun. 
On the morning of September 29th, 1982, Mary Kellerman awoke early in the morning feeling sick. Like any parent, to ease their young girl's symptoms, Mary was given one extra-strength Tylenol. Hmm. By 7 a.m., Mary was found lying unconscious on the bathroom floor by her father. Emergency services were called, and Mary was rushed to the hospital. Unfortunately, at 9.30 a.m., Mary Kellerman was pronounced deceased. At the time, the only conclusion the doctors came to was that the 12-year-old had died of a stroke. She's mm, fucking 12. A common thing for 12-year-olds. Yeah. I'd say that is... It's really stressful. Every parent's nightmare is, oh, like, yeah. kid wakes up sick, you give them medicine, and the next thing you know, they're dead. They're fucking like, dead. What the fuck? Terrible, terrible morning. Like, uh, And this is... I just want to, like... Like, the... These are, like, rapid succession. Like, yeah. as soon as this... This started happening in Chicago. It fucking it's spooky. Seven are like the main the ones that they could really dive in into, and yeah. then it's not saying in BFE. You know. You know. That same morning, as Mary Kellerman, a 27 year old man named Adam Janis, due to feeling unwell, had called in for work, just like any other. Oh, not feeling good. Meh. After picking up his kids from preschool, Adam stopped by his store and purchased one bottle of extra strength Tylenol. Once Adam and the kids have gotten back home, he took a few capsules. Shortly thereafter, he collapsed in his bedroom. Adam passed away in the hospital soon after arriving at Northwest Community. Like, the fucking amount of time from, like, yeah. how do you even, uh it's just freaky. It's, like, one of the scariest things, because just, and, well, as, like, we keep going through, how often do you just, like, take a Tylenol? Yeah. Or just, like, up. Oh. Just about every night. Yeah. Oh, I'm dead. I'm fucked. Like, See you in 20 yeah. minutes, I'm I guess. Oh, cool. Also, sorry for just jumping straight into, like, it's just, it's how you have to build this particular story. Yeah. Is. Get all the really crappy stuff out first. And now we were talking about seals a minute ago. I know. I'm <laughs> now sorry. Two people are dead. <laughs> it's okay. There's five more we're going to talk about. Oh, good. Good, 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 good. I was hoping it was over. <laughs> <laughs> Joke's on you. We just started. <laughs> this wasn't the only tragedy for the Janus family. The family gathered to mourn the death of Adam and to talk funeral arrangements. Amongst those gathered were Adam's younger brother, Stanley, who was 25, and his 19-year-old wife, Teresa. During a visit to the recently deceased Adam's home, both Stanley and Teresa complained of having headaches. No. Right? I'm like, no, 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 no. As I'm like reading it and writing this it's out. It's like when you watch a movie about like a virus or something like that. And then, sorry, little on Triggered. the nose. But, and then you're like, you know this person's going to get sick because you see the person coughing in the, yeah, in the like, crowd. You're like, no. And you're like, fuck, fuck, And you can't do anything because it's a movie. Yeah. Ugh. Just kidding. Stay, just stay inside. Just stay home. Finally, just don't. Don't go outside ever again. (laughs) Thinking about the Hamilton song. Oh, no. The Stay Alive. Stay inside. Sorry. It's like the saddest song in the whole thing. (laughs) Excuse me, ma'am. We're talking about murder here? I know. Not not (laughs) Hamilton. (laughs) Yeah. That guy. Murdered the reviews by having great ones. (laughs) I was like, hmm. Like how it did really like, well. I just, this, is, that's what they're called, murdering it, right? Well, yeah, you killed it. Killing it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> God, we're never going to get through this story. We're one page in. This is like how we're like trying to keep from feeling bad. We're like, let's it's just fine. talk about non sequitur. It's fine. We can edit whatever we don't need. Let's just not, though. Let's just do let's raw just, <laughs> Welcome to Cicerac's Raw Dog. <laughs> Why do you not like it? Right, you don't like a working tile? <laughs> I actually kind of want it to be in me saying we're going to edit that out because I'm like, oh, they didn't edit it out. Raw dog, raw dog, raw dog. Stop saying that. 
<laughs> no. What's wrong with you? Going in dry gonna, and slow. Gonna make Rose feel really uncomfortable today. That's my goal. Oh, fuck. All right, all right, all right. Scene. <sighs> Center. Finally caving into the pain and exhaustion of the week's events, the couple looked around the house to find something to ease, you know, to fucking stop this horrible mess of a headache. Mm-hmm. And, of course, came across the bottle of Tylenol in Adam's bathroom cabinet. Of course. Stanley and Teresa collapsed 30 minutes after taking the medicine. While in the hospital, Stanley succumbed that evening while his wife, Teresa, died two days later. Oh, my gosh. Were they still in the house when they collapsed? Mm-hmm. God, that's got to be so terrifying. So like, like, your what, husband died, Yeah, and then like, what the day. fuck? The rest of the family's like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like, is it the happening? house? Is it us? <laughs> ah, we're cursed! Yeah, fucking Christ. The first thoughts were that the three members had died of maybe, like, carbon monoxide poisoning. Like, was it the house? Like, what is yeah. going on? Like, mm-hmm. what the fuck are the odds that three people just fucking up and died? However, after Dr. Thomas Kinn, the chief of critical care at Northwest Memorial, consulted a colleague at Rocky Mountain Poison Center... A darker and far grimmer cause came to light. Uh oh. Dr. Sullivan suggested that the symptoms sounded like those caused by cyanide poisoning, not mm. carbon monoxide poisoning. Hmm. Almost as if kismet, two firefighters at two different stations led to the link between the Janice family deaths and that of young Mary Kellerman. I'm gonna butcher your name, Philip, and I'm sorry. Philip. There's a lot of T's, I's, and L's. Capitadelli. Capitadelli. So Philip, you know, was in conversation with Richard Keyworth. <laughs> Mr. Philip. Mr. Philip. <laughs> no known last name or origin. We're sorry, we, we couldn't find anything on him. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <sighs> so... So he was talking. You crying? I'm crying. So he was talking to Richard Keyworth of Elk Grove Station. So this ah, firefighter. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, nice, strong easy family. to <laughs> easy to say last <laughs> name. It's Keyworth. <laughs> well, fuck. <laughs> Richard lived close to the home of Mary Kellerman, and Philip's mother had worked with her mother. The two felt terribly for the family, and it was during this conversation that the pair stumbled upon a clue. Noted in her case file, Mary had taken the Tylenol prior to her death. This made Richard mull around the idea that maybe the Tylenol was involved of the, you know, with the Janice family as well. I just, I also feel like extra strength Tylenol for a twelve-year-old. Twelve-year-old, that seems like. Is it like how many milligrams are you give that? <sighs> No victim blaming or anything. Just <laughs> well, they probably question. did a hundred billion times before, and yeah, she was fine. Yeah, so, so. it's like. Working with local paramedics who had dealt with the Janus family deaths, they confirmed that they, too, had taken the Tylenol before they had collapsed. Hmm. Ooh. The firemen quickly relayed the information and their hunch to Dr. Thomas Kim. Mr. Kim. Mr. Kim. Dr. Kim. 27-year-old Mary Reiner had just given birth to her fourth child and was at home recuperating, suffering from all those new mama aches and pains. Yay, it's so much fun. Oh, Per fourth kid. Fourth kid. She's like, yeah, I got this. Walk this one off. 27, though. 27 and four kids? Whew. Per her doctor's directions, Mary took a couple Tylenol in hopes to, you know, have some relief. Like, I just, I I I have no other way to, like, or inflection to express. He's like, because to me, it's just like, and you know, you just, like, take a Tylenol. He's like, yeah, just take a Tylenol. Not long after taking the medicine, Mary Reiner had collapsed in front of her eight-year-old daughter. Oh, my God. That's terrible. Despite the hospital's best efforts, the same hospital where she had given birth just days earlier, earlier, she was declared soon after her arrival. Mm. 
This is fucking terrifying. This is... Like, just... It's, it's still terrifying reading it, as it was writing about it. <laughs> Across town, Mary McFarland was working her shift at Illinois Bell. The 30-year-old single mother was the sixth known victim of the Tylenol murders. During her shift, she had started to get a bad headache after being on the phone all day, just like every other day, you know, you're literally working at Bell. Like, yeah. the phone... Phones are your world. Yeah. Phone is your world, your call center, you're doing it. She went to go take something for it in the break room. Just a quick little fiver. Let me go take a quick little little pill. She was found dead after taking the medicine, like, not even an hour later. God, that's terrifying. Walking into, like, the break room and... uh... Yeah. The seventh and final known victim in this case was 35-year-old flight attendant Paula Prince. Paula was the only victim to live in the heart of Chicago, while the other victims drove in from the suburbs. On the day of her death, Paula Prince had flown into O'Hare International from Las Vegas. On her way, she stepped into a Walgreens to purchase a bottle of Tylenol. Paula can be seen on surveillance footage making the purchase. Paula returned to her high-rise apartment and took the Tylenol to relieve the symptoms of her cold. Or jet, like, oh, like I can't imagine being a flight attendant. When I was younger, I used to think that'd be the coolest uh, job in the world, but now take as many flights as I've taken. I'm like, that sounds terrible. It sounds terrible. And you're just working with just... Or, like, just oh. working with the public. Like, as I grew up and started working with the public, you realize, like, oh, so now I'm stuck with these people yeah. for two for hours upon hours. You can't even walk out. Like, I'm like, oh, at least There's if no I'm on the quitting. fucking... Yeah, at least if I'm on the ground, I can fucking walk home. Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ. But on t- October 1st, 1982, Paula's body was found lying dead in the closet. This apartment was not disturbed and nothing out of the ordinary but an open bottle of Tylenol on the bathroom sink. Huh. It doesn't say why she was in the closet. Like I wonder if she, she just started was getting having, and just kind of, like, Yeah, like, she it. fell there, or, like, she was, like, yeah, she was in the closet doing something. Yeah, and, then and it's a big apartment. She probably, it's probably a big fucking closet. Yeah. I'm just thinking it's, like, my closet. <laughs> my Get closet. out of there. <laughs> you did it! Those were all, there was the seven victims. Um, like I said, it started just... With all the shit first. Yeah, let's get that pulled get that out. Band-aid. Yeah, we. Pfft. You did it. Good job. Good job. It's not over. Yay! <laughs> I'm getting real good at it. You're good at that. A total of seven people would pass during this secret attack on the public, inspiring several more deaths via copycat killers. But we're gonna talk about them in a bit. It's not your turn. Once it was realized that all these people had recently taken Tylenol, tests were quickly carried out, which soon revealed cyanide present in the bottles. A spokesperson for the Food and Drug Administration, Faye Peterson, said one of three tested pills were positive. It is impossible to tell when the tampering occurred. We've tested three capsules from each container of 50, one of three from each bottle contained cyanide. The cyanide levels present were so toxic, it would be enough to provide thousands of fatal doses. Jesus. Cyanide kills by interfering with the blood's ability to carry oxygen throughout the body. An antidote must be given at a hospital within 15 minutes to an hour. To even fucking fingers crossed. Yeah, they didn't know what they were dying of. They just thought, they're like, oh, well, let's do all the normal things. And if, like, it takes, how long does it take for fucking Tylenol to kick in? It's half your time right there. Like, it's like, Jesus Christ. The first symptoms of cyanide poisoning occur within minutes and include headache, dizziness, confusion, and agitation. But if you're already having a headache, like, you don't know anything different. You're just like, wow, this headache's going this worse. Wait, this sucks. Maybe Tylenol's I should... terrible. <laughs> Fucking switch it out. It's something different. Switch brands. 
Police and investigators, knowing that various sources of the Tylenol were tampered with, ruled out manufacturers since all bottles came from different pharmaceutical companies. Since all the deaths occurred in the Chicago area, sabotage during production was also ruled out. They concluded that they were looking for a culprit who was believed to have acquired the bottles from various supermarkets and drugstores over a period of weeks. Then, after adding the cyanide to the capsules, returning them back to the stores and placing them back on the shelves for unexpected buyers. Oh, she's like donating them. Yeah, it's like, it's like make a death wish foundation. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. I like that. (laughs) Like, how does do? In addition to the five bottles that led to the victim's deaths, three other contaminated bottles were later discovered with tampered capsules. Chicago, in an attempt to notify as many people about the situation, police drove through the streets with loudspeakers warning residents of the dangers of taking Tylenol. I just picture like... But could you imagine, like, hearing that? Like, cops are just... It's almost like spooky riot stuff. Like, oh, scary yeah, no, that's shit. Oh, terrifying. Like, cops going there. No, Tylenol. Put it down. Put it... Fucking what, all the what's fu- wrong with it? What's in it? Like, <laughs> like as you just, like, take <laughs> the gulp. Yeah. Put the Tylenol... I would fucking make myself throw up. Yeah, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, fuck yeah, that yeah. shit. Nope. The unexplained deaths combined with that horrific announcement... <laughs> Basically set off a, you know, a panic. And the nation bought into it. We fucking love to panic as a people. Yeah, we do. Stores rushed to remove the potentially tainted bottles from their shelves and worried consumer calls flooded hospitals and poison control hotlines. And Bayer's like, yes, <laughs> yes. It's, yeah, right? <laughs> Big so, aspirin is on top yeah. again. <laughs> <laughs> taking out the competition. So where's uh where's Big Tylenol in this mess? What are they yeah. doing? Let's let's, fit, let's let's check in with them. Let's. Hey Stephanie, I'll go for a yeah, for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the chemical name for Tylenol? Fuck you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's called. Acetas fuck. Acetasapasamine. Yeah. I want more Ovaltine. Oh, she's not getting to it. She's not. I know. Oh, I strategically have avoided saying it in all 3,000 words. <laughs> For the record, I can't pronounce it either. And then I found, like, a fucking meme where it's all, like, when I say the right name of Tylenol, it's, like, fucking smart like, college on, people. It's, like, a bunch of people on medical shows. Yeah. There are some people from Grey's Anatomy in that picture. <laughs> I wouldn't have known that. I only recognize them because my best friend loves that show. So the authorities have been in contact with McNeil Consumer Products, the division of Johnson & Johnson responsible for making Tylenol from the start. Johnson fucking Johnson. baby soap. They make... Oh, they oh, make every oh, fucking yes, thing. Yes, a lot of things. <laughs> but the company had made no attempt to bury the incidents or keep quiet about it, reassuring the public on many fronts, distributing warnings to hospitals and halting Tylenol production and advertising altogether minus one ad that blatantly was just telling people not to consume or buy any of its products with contained acetocetosamine. 
That's yeah, actually pretty close. That was, that was the closest I've ever been <laughs> in my life. You know what the word is. It's just you know, funny that it's, it's called st- Tylenol. It's just Tylenol. I always buy the generic brand too, so <laughs> I never says Tylenol. I know. As a pessimine. As a It's such a. We have friends who are nurses and shit. They're like, God damn. They're like, it's not that hard of a word to say. And I'm like, are you sure? Because it makes my mouth go dumb. A lot of words do that to us, unfortunately. Especially we're not, today. We're not literally, literally, literally. See? Lit, literarity. Yep. Moving on. Ephesus <laughs> of Emma. Well, that's cool. So they're that's, like, they're basically. They're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, we don't know either. Don't, yeah. We don't, don't do f- it. We're not going to help you kill people. <laughs> You're like, no, no, no. <laughs> it's like the one and only time corporate has done good for America. Yeah. On October 5th, 1982, they issued a nationwide recall of all the Tylenol products. This included an estimated 31 million bottles that were currently in circulation with a retail value of $100 million U.S. at the time. So, uh, equivalent that to 2019, we'll go $265 million worth of product that they just, like, fucking stopped. They're like, nope. Fucking Put it in the bin. We're not not dealing with it. Johnson family's gonna have to cancel that fifteenth vacation this year. <laughs> At Johnson and Johnson Farms. <laughs> I keep thinking it's the sausage people, and I know it's not the yeah. sausage people. I know. <laughs> That's what I was like, what? But <laughs> I. Well, yeah. You never know. No. no? <laughs> I think I Hillshire Farms. Hillshire Farms. Go Don- meat. You're thinking like Johnson. Um, Johnson. I think they make brats. It's like Johnson. 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 Johnson's. Mm. Mm, I just had some of their brats not too long ago, actually. But, uh, so Anyways. It's a lot of fucking Tylenol. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of brats. That could buy you a lot of brats. <laughs> it's a lot in the brat market. <laughs> the actions of Johnson & Johnson have widely been praised as exemplary public relation responses in such a crisis. And in light of recent events, like, I'm pretty sure our president could learn a thing or two of how to fucking manage a crisis. A lot of people could learn a thing or two. <laughs> the killings did have a positive impact, or actually I'd call it like a revolution, in product safety standards. In the wake of the poisonings, pharmaceutical and food companies improved their packaging standards and instituted tamper-proof seals and indicators. Woo! Woo! It's for your safety. Mm-hmm. The official Tylenol bill passed in May 18, 1983... Not 1893, because that'd be fucking weird. That'd be hilarious. Like, wow, we already had it on the books. Turns out, no one knows how to fucking read. (laughs) (laughs) The bill made it a federal crime to tamper with a product, label, or container of any consumable or injectable product if the person responsible knew it could result in bodily injury or death. All right. You're a wordy little bill, aren't you? Common sense, then. (laughs) Yeah. A wordy little... That's, like, the least words I've ever heard in a bill. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just a bill. (laughs) Oh, Capitol Hill. The bill... On Capitol Hill. Anyways, sorry. The bill and the increased security controls implemented during the manufacturing process would lead to a dramatic reduction in the number of copycat incidents. But of course, you know, there's no such thing as a 100% reduction. Because that would be fucking convenient. Yep. This tampering, in turn, as I had mentioned earlier in the episode, inspired hundreds of copycat incidents across the U.S. both before and after the release of the anti-tampering bill. The Food and Drug Administration calculated 270 different incidents of product tampering the month following the Chicago deaths. So everyone's like, ooh. I can do that? Why didn't I think of that? Yeah. Like, are you fucking kidding me? 
The imposter pills were being tainted with everything from kit, like everything but the kitchen sink. So rat poison, uh, hydrochloric acid, just shit people shouldn't be fucking taking. Yeah. Um, the like, result- this can't be good for you. Yeah. Like, and like, yeah, no, just fuck it. No, the results sickening people around the entire country. Um, this is the part. So I wrote like, Rose, did I make you hungry? Because I said kitchen sink. And when I think of everything but the kitchen sink, I think of the Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Mm. You did not make me hungry. Damn. It's because it's not cannibalism. I'm trying to... It's <laughs> a problem. <laughs> I'm trying to quit sweets, so... So I'm trying so not to... So people are off the, off the menu? No! Oh, ice cream! Ice cream! God damn it! I'm not a terrible person. You are. <laughs> you made me think the bad <laughs> thoughts! <laughs> Anyways. Some copycats went straight up food... Def- went up... Fucking Christ. So... <laughs> Some copycats went straight up to food, just food tampering. Yeah. Well, that's been around since. Well, yeah. Forever, but, but yeah. Like, it, it peaked again. Yeah. Uh, parents reported finding sharp pins concealed in candy corn and candy bars since it's following Halloween. And the threat convinced some communities to even ban trick-or-treating altogether that year. <sighs> Nazis. <laughs> like, it sounds, it sounds like a horror movie, and I'm pretty sure I've seen this movie. Um, it's like the little dude or pumpkin guy. Do you know a spooky one? This little guy, and he's a pumpkin head, and he has, like, a razor candy. I don't watch a lot of scary yeah. movies. I don't remember what it's called. That seems, like, very, um... It was spooky obscure. scary. Anyways, back Fucking. to people dying. Okay, so needles are being found in candy. Fucking, yeah, just just Halloween shit. is ruined, because now everyone thinks that there's... Tylenol and Halloween are now ruined. God Perfect. Damn it. Great, great. The two things I need to live yeah. are ruined. And fucking the people of Chicago, they're not happy about it. Yeah. They're not able to even fucking... How do you pin this down the whole town has a headache and, and they can't take shit for it right and now. they're already grumpy people so because it's so windy there it's very so windy. they're just like ah <laughs> i know a lot about you <laughs> you know so many things <laughs> i was there <laughs> actually guys in october 1982 i was there i was there i was minus <laughs> Five years old or something. <laughs> Negative five. You were a idea? I was... I, my parents had not even met. <laughs> you weren't an idea. <laughs> I was not. I think my dad was in California, but that's about it. That's it. <laughs> that's, that's far away. Let's see. In October 1982, a tax consultant and New York City resident, James William Lewis, wrote a letter to Tylenol's manufacturer demanding a ransom of $1 million in order to stop the killings. <gasps> so this oh, is weird. So this is something that this is the first a suspect arrest. Yeah, basically, uh-huh. like this is the first little little moment breaking the case. James Lewis had a checkered past with priors. In 1978, James was charged with a Kansas City murder after police found the remains of one of his former clients in bags in his attic. Wait, what did he do for a living? Uh, he was a tax consultant. Oh, okay, that's a jump. That's a. Oh. <laughs> so I was like, Mer-. it's the last people you think are going to kill somebody. You're like, oh, he's just a boring old tax guy. Like, oh, he killed one of his clients. Well, yeah. he's dedicated then. <laughs> Fucking damn. Sign me up this April. <laughs> <laughs> but since the police search at the home was technically illegal, the judge had to drop the charges. Oh, shit. What? Oh, I hate those for, like, murder shit. Yeah, and they're like, God damn Like it. some law and order shit. You're like, God damn it. It was one, it was fucking Jerry, and it was like the 20 minutes before he left for his vacation, and he didn't sign one paper, and it just fucks with everybody for like a month. Damn Fuck you, Jerry. Jerry. Fucking piece of fucking <laughs> Jerry. You'd like to talk shit about Jerry? It's made up. Ow!
Ow! I just did the punchy fist thing and I very... You hurt yourself? I hurt myself. I have tiny hands. <laughs> but a large fist. A large fist, but <laughs> tiny hands. You do the fucking math. <sighs> Police could never tie him to the Tylenol killings, but they were able to convict James Lewis on extortion for the letter and threat and was then, was then sentenced to 20 years in federal prison. What did he think was going to happen? Yeah, right? Like, talk shit. Get hit. <laughs> That's when you say talk shit, get, get hit, hit. with a lawsuit. <laughs> I'll see you in court. In 1995, after serving just 13 years of a sentence, Lewis was released on parole. Womp womp. Okay. Fucking All right. So good behavior. First suspect, no. Yeah. First suspect, he's out. Okay. But since, you know, it's such a hard thing to kind of track down, they really only had two public suspects. The second one being Roger Arnold. While his listing as a suspect involving the murders was brief, it made quite the impression. Working as a dockhand for a warehouse and fancying himself as a do-it-yourself chemist... Oh, <laughs> a do-it-yourself chemist. Which I just think is meth at I that point. That, yeah, it's I was like, I'm pretty sure that's usually, what we call terrorists, yeah. too. <laughs> it's either pipe bombs or meth. Either way, it's a one of our episodes, so <laughs> you'll have to look we back and see. We've covered both, so yeah. go Take ahead and pop on back. Yeah. NBK, that's one couple episodes ago. What else we got? Uh, what else we got? Chemists. Carla Faye was doing bathtub speed. Yeah! <laughs> Yeah, she was. His name was called into the authorities based on an anonymous tip. While he was soon cleared of any involvement, he had struggled to cope with the accusations. Mm. After a nervous breakdown, Roger Arnold took revenge on bar owner Marty Sinclair, the man he believed to have named him to the authorities. Roger approached the man he believed was responsible outside of a tavern. <laughs> tavern. <laughs> Outside of fucking Christ. Out, <sighs> no more code red before an episode. Okay? I'm hop down the <laughs> Red Dot 40, man. Red Dot 40, motherfuckers. See you in hell. You gotta <laughs> go in hell and you die. <laughs> Jesus. <sighs> Woo. 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 <laughs> Roger fuck. Roger approached the man he believed was responsible outside of a tavern and shot him at point-blank range. Jesus. This patron wasn't Marty Sinclair. Oh, no. Roger Arnold just took the life of a 46-year-old innocent man named John Stanisha. A terrible <sighs> case of wrong place, wrong time, and mistaken identity. Jesus. How dare you make me out to be a killer? I'm gonna As kill you kill you. someone. <laughs> Fucking Christ. The logic. In January 1984, Roger Arnold was sentenced to 30 years imprisonment for the second-degree murder, only serving 15 of the 30-year sentence, having died in his cell in 2008. That's what what being an amateur chemist gets you. (laughs) 15 years of oops, you died. (laughs) Oops. The FBI would continue to reopen the investigation periodically, still having some of the tainted Tylenol capsules from the original killings. They hoped that someday DNA could be recovered from these pills. Because, like, what, I mean, you have to think, like, early 80s DNA wasn't popping quite well, yet. Yeah, but they, they knew they were on the cusp, so. Yeah. It's they were just, like, hold on. Hold on to your britches. But, yeah. I've, it's, it's, I'm hoping, like, it kind of does take, there, there isn't, like, advantage to, like, the quote-unquote Tiger King route with, like, reopening, like, you have a lot more eyes on it. Yeah. And the more eyes you have on things, like, you're kind of broadening your resources. So it's, like, maybe well, it's, with more 
It's the whole, like, phenomenon of amateur sleuthing, like, online, too. Mm-hmm. You have so many people. Like, like so like, many Reddit mysteries have been solved. Like, people are just like, hey, yeah. this is really weird. Uh, do you guys, anybody know what the model of this car is? Headlight. Yeah. And then uh-huh. people are like, oh, you know, it's one of these. Like, holy yeah. shit. It's crowdsourcing. You just solved a crime. Yeah, it's like crowdsourcing, um, crime solving, yeah. basically. Didn't, um, the BSA and, like, John Douglas do some stuff on because he was part of the fbi Mm. so i think they did some investigation stuff on there like they um did a work them up a profile Mm, mm -hmm. profile a work them up you know work them up that's the cutest way to say profile work them up it's you know y'all got them work them up i gotta work them up on camper (laughs) that was the story of the chicago telomers um, hopefully I didn't ruin over-the-counter pain relief for anybody. Um. Wasn't, um, also, like, cause I, I mean, I know a tiny bit about this, so, like, wasn't, um, the Unabomber also thought Yeah, about- uh, Ted Kaczynski, they thought him for a minute. Big shout-out and thank you, um, for, to Robin for rekindling my love of cold cases and forever being an inspiration. Seriously, if you guys love cute cows, check her out, she's freaking amazing. Amazing. Um, to all of our quarantine beans... Thank you. Remember to stay home, stay safe, save lives. Things are hard, but we're proud of you. We can do this. Well, thank you for joining us. If you like what you heard, please write and review us. It helps other people discover us, and it helps us feel good. Um, share your random acts thoughts with us by shooting us an email with any questions, comments, story ideas. All people the things. you want to bitch about. People you want us to bitch about. Blah, 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 blah. At sisteraxpodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on social media. We are on Twitter at sisteraxpodcast on Instagram and Facebook at sisteraxpodcast. So, thank you. And if you want um, info on our friend Robin's yeah. art, email you love us cows. as a sisterax and we'll give we'll, you a link. Yeah, we'll give you a link or maybe we'll Maybe we'll post a little thing about it. We'll see. It's, oh my god, like... Fucking adorable. It's so fucking cute. I can't even... We are looking at a picture right now. Yeah, there's, I I have her art everywhere, and it's, you can't go wrong. Look at its cheeks! You can't look at them because it's audio, but you'll see it. Just look at them. Fucking, look at them cheeks. Look at that. Yuck. Bye! Bye!